0: Hey guys, it's me, David. Welcome to Sadness Town. Uh, this is the second episode of the Sadness Town podcast, recorded May 28th at the Beer Baron Tavern in Washington, D.C. Uh, my guest for this episode was Ryan Shutt, who's a very funny local comedian, one of my favorites in the D.C. area, uh, and a very good friend of mine. Uh, and we, we had a really good time. This is a really good conversation. We had a lot of similar experiences with angsty white boy music. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to get right into it. But as always, uh, if you want to email me, you can hit me up at davidsadnesstown at gmail.com. If you have any song suggestions or anything that you'd like to that you'd like me to share on the show, uh, pass that along to me. You can also follow the sadness town playlist on Spotify by finding me, David Twitey, that's T V E I T E, and you can find stand updates at DavidTwighty.com. As well. Also, if you want to come see Sadness Town Live, the next episode is going to be Wednesday, June 25th, uh, also at the Beer Baron in uh, DuPont Circle, Washington, D.C. My guest is going to be the very funny local comedian, Andy Klein. Uh, he's also the host of the Three Guys On podcast, which you can check out online as well. I would tell you the address that you could look that up at, but I'm not very well prepared. So without further ado, let's get right into me and Ryan Shutt. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Sadness Town. How you doing, uh, five people in a lot of chairs? It's really, it's like appropriate for this amount of people. You can uh, reply individually. Hang on just a second. That's more like it. How are you guys feeling? Uh, this, is, uh, this is great. Thank you guys for coming out of the Beer Baron to be a part of this. Uh, this is a show about uh, music from the turn of the 21st century and the embarrassment that accompanies it. Um, what you're hearing right now is uh, Nightfall, which is by a German power metal band called Blind Guardian. Uh, and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but first I'd just like to open uh, with a ceremonial reading of the Sadness Town Charter. Oh, Item number one, this is a safe space. We're here to celebrate the fact that although being alive is a cruel and difficult place, is a cruel and difficult thing, uh, we're all much better at it than we are. Item number two, you were not cool in high school. You were a tragic car wreck of a human being and so was everyone else. Pretensions to the contrary will not be accepted. Item number three, at the end of the show, everyone hugs, no exceptions. Okay, let's talk about Blind Guardian for just a little bit. Uh, this was a band. Uh, this song is—it's uh, called "Nightfall." It is sort of the title track off their 1998 record, "Nightfall in Middle Earth." Uh, that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, that is a power metal concept album about J.R.R. Tolkien's *The Silmarillion*. Um, so. I loved this band, and I could not for the life of me tell you how I found out about them. Um, But I do remember that when I was in the 10th grade, I went around playing this song for everyone I knew, and I was completely perplexed when nobody else liked it. Uh, So this was, uh, I mean, I blame Led Zeppelin for all this shit. Like, they started the whole Hobbit rock genre, and then this band. So they, I liked this band and this album so much that I actually uh, went and bought a copy of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Silmarillion. That was i never read any Tolkien at that point, and I went into that one. I don't know. Has anyone here read that book? Basically, what it reads like is like he went through the Bible and he's like, "There's too much action in here. I can like I can tone this down a little bit." It basically it reads like uh, like the Old Testament without all the action sequences. Um, so this song is called Nightfall, and I tried to find uh, information on wh- how it did in, on the charts, and I wasn't able to find any for some reason. But its uh, I, I read a summary of what they're talking about in the story of the Silmarillion. As far as I can remember, it's, it's that Shabantatan... Lord of the Noldor is upset that Morgol and uh, 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 Fuckface have done a thing, and now night's falling. Uh, Here to talk more about this song with me, please welcome my guest, Ryan Shutt!
1: Tepid, uh, response. I was just gonna say I
0: think I just figured out what lukewarm means.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, that band is from Germany. Uh, and I really
1: like that song. I'm, I'm you the, were I, into I, it?
0: Yeah, I earnestly was. <laughs> yeah, kind of it's, into it. I mean, you have to take it for what it is. It's oh. like <laughs> cheesy metal. Yeah, I liked like, like, <laughs> it. <laughs> I just I love the idea because these guys are all sick as hell at their instruments. I don't know if you heard that guitar solo. <laughs>
1: harmony Yeah, uh, Yeah, there's some Freddie Mercury in there. Yeah. it's a
0: little Queenie? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a little Dio-ish yeah. yeah, but it's just like Like this guy plays the hell out of the guitar, but I just love that they were like, you know We're all really good at our instruments. How do we make sure we still never get laid? How do I how do I
1: demonstrate I'm to maximum of my ability but still sound like an asshole?
0: So what I was saying about the Old Testament is that it's like, uh, no, it's like it's uh it took a it, it's it's it sounds like the part like, that book reads like the part of the Old Testament at the very beginning where everyone was just, like, begatting for 7,000 years. Sure, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and Fred begat Tommy, and he yeah. begat
1: uh, everyone's Teresa.
0: Killing, everyone's killing their sons or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the boys told me to. That yeah. wouldn't fly in court no. um, But yeah, so uh, that was, I mean. That I I could I have no idea where that came from, but that was like like tenth grade, and that's a pretty deep reservoir. I can probably open several episodes with that kind of thing because I liked, I was into a couple Finnish metal bands, and like the it was
1: also cool. Man I mean, It's like obscure, man, you know you're Yeah a, You're a worldly, worldly team
0: Right, and uh, Germany and Finland
1: are statistically two of the happiest countries in the world So I was like, what are these? Well, maybe they're on something There was a study released recently about uh, how like metal is most popular in like the most prosperous areas So it's like Norway, mm-hmm. Sweden And it's just like, we don't have enough problems, we have to just, like, sing about how shitty life is, Even when you get to the top, it sucks up here.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, because, like, they also... I I don't know, is that coincidence, or what? Because they... Like, there are a lot of places where uh, it's just dark all the time, which are just terrible places... That don't have that kind of happiness, like, but... Like, it makes sense that... It, like, I, I've been to Scandinavia. It makes sense that this kind of shit would come out of there. Because like, they're just living in the dark for, like,
1: two months out of the year. It's the dark, and it's like when you get too many white people together for too long. Like, it just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> it, it curdles. Yeah, and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're doing a candlelit group read of J.R.R. Tolkien's entire works. <laughs> uh, book this free healthcare. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, um you uh well, well, we'll get into your list in just a little bit, but just tell me tell me a little bit about uh who you were when you were like a person
1: like me listening to this shit. Like we we have pretty similar backgrounds, I think. Mine was a little more mainstream. So like unfortunately, I think it you kind of had more of an identity <laughs> than, than I did. find nothing to be uh, <laughs> Uh, Envious of. Yeah. I kind of, uh, a lot of my music tastes were from, uh, uh, if you guys are familiar with the magazine Guitar World, uh, I really wanted to play an instrument that was like not, uh, like saxophone. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick up guitar, and then too many kids were playing guitar, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to play bass. Uh, And metal bass is the the lamest fucking part like you could possibly have so this is the beginning of a journey yeah no no he just gets I mean uh, you know it's just like over and over it's just terrible and you try to
0: look as tough as fucking possible no you just have to do cool
1: tricks with your bass guitar like that's the whole skill of being a metal bassist
0: I saw Metallica one time their guy crab walks that's pretty impressive really yeah he walk he like scuttles around the stage like a heavy metal crustacean that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I I didn't master that one. I tried to
1: do the thing where like they uh they like flip uh the guitar like thro- like over like around their shoulder with a shoulder strap uh-huh. uh and it just like my did bass you ever... just did like a fucking pile driver right into the ground <laughs> and it broke like a string. I thought you were <laughs> like, gonna right. say like it just landed on your head. No, yeah, <laughs> I I yeah, I was lucky it didn't just like come up and hit me in the jaw that would have been funnier than just like me breaking my base yeah you basically. gotta learn to
0: crab walk it's uh <laughs> it's safer and it's a good uh l- lower body exercise I
1: feel yeah that's like I feel like that would be like a character in like a tool video I d- it's just like the guy that crab walks at well, his base I saw
0: I saw uh I saw Metallica one. Oh, oh, that was what I was saying but they played uh um for whom the bell tolls and at the part where the bass part where it's like like this is the only moment in metal history where a bassist has really shined is at the part where he goes <laughs> and it's just
1: that yeah. for a really long time and he did the he,
0: he was like what like <laughs>
1: That would have been another trick to add to the arsenal though is just to have
0: it's not it that hard to do, but if you're like a. Mu- it looks weird when I do it, but if you're like a muscular little Peruvian guy, mm-hmm. uh, then. I, well,
1: but the thing is, like, I, with, I don't like know, with. I'm like, I want to have sex with that. Uh, with all these metal bands, like, part of what was interesting to me is that, uh, like. The music was terrible, but like they all had like gimmicks. You know what I mean? Like it was more about like, oh, that guy has got like colored contact lenses when <laughs> he plays like the, 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 the like part in the song. Uh, he spikes his hair and it's like purple. That's interesting.
0: Uh, there was a. I was watching a, We were just talking about like talking about uh, Scandinavian metal, and I don't. There was a. There was a band uh, called Mayhem in Ger in uh, Norway in the early nineties where they they uh, inspired a series of ch- of church burnings from, like, aggressive fans. I thought that was Gorgoroth. Uh, there might have been multiple Scandinavia I, I, I think they don't like churches so much Scandinavia. Yeah, they're just not big on them. But, they, uh, but, like, and their lead singer used to throw rancid meat at the audience at, at their shows, and I was watching this documentary where it, it was like, uh, he, he said to someone, he's like, yeah, I do that to weed out the posers. And it's like... <laughs> They're, they're at like no one is pretending to like black metal from Norway so that people will think they're cool. Dude, that sounds like a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gore, but like for real. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so let's uh, let's get into yours, and this is gonna be kind of a left turn from Elf metal. Go ahead. Uh, but you guys are all gonna remember this
1: one. Oh, can't wait. Which one is it? I'm not sure. Uh, really high-quality MP3 file you got there. <laughs> this file has been removed for copyright reasons. <laughs> it's like, All right, great. I'm kind of
0: just waiting for someone to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, I guess we can do some crowd work in the interim. Where are you guys from? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody from Arlington out there? Give it up for Arlington... No, it's, it's the one I'm thinking of, that was, uh... This is Offspring.
0: This song is called Have You Ever by Offspring. This is off their 1998 recording, Americana. Um, I didn't remember this song, and I, I listen to that album a lot. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty specific one. This is also
1: like god awful Pat. this is so yep. it's, it resonated with me as like an 11 year old I was like yeah the the lyrics are all like have you ever gone and
0: seen a face and you were feeling out of place have you ever been
1: into a van have you ever talked to a man
2: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: I mean he doesn't want to like, cu- he doesn't want to like exclude anybody yeah
0: <laughs> It's just like I'm having ordinary experiences, and I'm really upset about it. <laughs> uh, their lead singer looked like a looked like a skinny Guy Fieri. Yeah, uh, if you ever
1: see a picture of him, he did. He kind of, he kind of, but like, is if Guy Fieri were like had partially undergone the Indiana Jones face melting thing, yeah. he just kind of had this like. Yeah, it, well, I don't know. It kind of looked like big teeth. It looks like he'd had uh, like a, 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 a brief and
0: intermittent uh, friendly relationship with methamphetamine. Like, oh. It, yeah, of course. Like, it, it, it just like, just enough that, uh, just enough to like pull his entire face back yeah. into his hairline a little bit, you know. I need
1: his manager told him to do this. <laughs> so you need more facial definition. Your face is too chubby. You know, he's got great cheekbones. Mathematics. <laughs> Very strong
0: cheekbones. Um, but this album was hugely popular. This peaked at number two on the Billboard Top 200 albums. Um, and uh, I found a quote from the lead singer, uh, where he said, uh, "We want to expose the darker side of American life," which uh, you know, you really it comes through in that song, I think, because like you know, if you've ever talked to a man, you know, there's like a dark side of that.
1: It's just like Blue Velvet, the album. Yeah, right. You're right.
0: They're just picking apart. I think he actually uh, like I think he actually name dropped Twin Peaks in that that interview that I was reading. Good, good I did, for him. Did a lot of culturally literate men. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> just goes, his, his understanding of pop culture goes all the way back to '92. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, yeah I like that. This was like one of the first harder bands that my brother turned me on to. Like, how old were you when you started getting into the Offspring? And was it this album that? This it was album literally album? this
1: album. Was, like the release of this. It was my first concert. My first, uh, I, I went with uh, my friend Vincent uh-huh. uh, and his dad, That's <laughs> me. And, and we sat in the stands and kind of tensely watched the offspring with a uh, bad religion opening for them. Oh, wow. And the entire, is, it was uncomfortable because me and Vincent were just sitting next to each other and we are just like, we should go into the, like, you know, the, like we were like the mosh pit, but it was really just like the crowd of people just standing there. Yeah. And we never worked up the courage to do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know though. This is just
1: one in just a long string of defeats. Uh that just like this is like a soundtrack too, so you know.
0: I uh Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think those are the, the those are the sneaky dangerous Mosh
0: Pits because no one there knows what the fuck they're doing. Like yeah. the I uh I mean you just I get cut by like a, a like a
1: clothespin that's like in somebody's lip, right? You know? yeah. yeah, like I did
0: uh I did uh uh like I had my metal phase, and I went to a bunch of those shows, and like the, the, they got they got pretty rowdy, you know. Uh, but like no one no one was like hurt. I got I went to see Thrice one time, open for Newfound Glory, and I got the shit kicked out of me at a Newfound Glory concert. It was at the Target Center in Minneapolis, uh, where the Timberwolves lose. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. The Target Center, pretty solid music venue. Yeah. This is it, yeah, I went to go see them at the Patriot Center. George Mason's, uh, arena. What? Yeah, just way the fuck out The Offspring played at George Mason? <laughs> they did.
0: You know, we just want to expose the darker side of George Mason University. You know, they, they're just
1: like yelling into a stadium with like, you know, 15,000 people in it. By the way, Thank uh... I- by Pepsi, this is the sponsor of this concert. We couldn't get Coke; they rejected our offer. But here's a song
0: about broken promises <laughs> from corporate America.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Uh, uh, so, you know, it was a good time. We went to school the next day and bragged about it. And it was everyone was cool. thought you were hella cool. It well it, for like like two hours until the story got out that we didn't join the mosh pit. And it was just like I don't know how the fuck it was. It was Vincent that snitched. That was just like what? Yeah. He had as much to lose from that as you did. I know. He just wasn't as socially aware as I was. Just, he didn't know how to play the politics of walking at the Offspring concert. You're walking so around
0: was, like the next day at school, like, you see this? like You see, I got that at the, the Offspring show last night. And they're like, this is a fully healed scar. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that looks self-inflicted, man. <laughs> all right, we didn't go in the crowd. Just like, all right. <laughs> Ryan didn't either. And then,
1: <laughs> Shame.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that first one one more time. Oh, please Because it's like, it's, uh, it's a real gem and it would be a shame if we didn't get this in.
1: It plays, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a departure, but it's just a... There we go. (laughs) Do you guys remember this moment? Cindy, just like across the dance floor. Middle school dance, chaperones just
0: watching you like a fucking hawk. You've been making like, brief and sheepish eye
1: contact all yeah. night. There's that couple that's been broken up like three times for grinding from behind. Oh but they've been inspiring, they've been rallying the truth, basically. Everybody's like, you know what, I'm gonna go out and ask Cindy to dance.
0: No, nah, dude, she's out of your league, you can't do that! I'm
1: doing it, man. Ugh. You, you Holy them. shit,
0: dude, did you... Bro,
1: Ryan's gonna ask Cindy. I had to take, like, a meaningful gulp of cherry coke.
0: Cindy, what's up? Everything starts going in uh, Zack Snyder's 300
1: motion. <laughs> yeah. Cindy, I want to put my hands on your hip bones. You don't have curves yet because you're also 11.
0: <laughs> kind of...
1: Listen, I'm wearing my best outfit right now. Basketball shorts and my Offspring concert t-shirt. I bought it for $20 at the Patriot Center.
0: I know that's old, baby, but it looks
1: young on you. I know, baby. Put your your arms around my bony neck. And then we start dancing, and it's just me trying to conceal an erection of basketball shorts. (laughs) For however long this song is, surprisingly
0: long. It's, it's like a six-minute song somehow. Then you heard that intro? That by itself yeah. is like 45 seconds. Just that piano riff. Oh man. Who didn't
1: slow dance to this song? Crowd. Maybe not the people that graduated in 2003. You are a little too old. yeah, a little too old for that.
0: I was trying to think of like what the other
1: main ones were. Like. bunch of Backstreet Boys. Sure, yeah. Backstreet Boys were huge. 98 degrees. That song where, uh, isn't it like a video where like was a guy in like a boxing ring? Yeah, I know my slow. I know what you're right talking to... about,
0: but I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Wait, was that R. Kelly, The Greatest?
1: That's a weird one to slow- that's a weird song to get an erection to. I mean, he, I'm the world's greatest. No, it was, yeah, like, I believe I can fly. R.
0: Kelly, oh, okay, Yeah, he's in a
1: boxing ring for that?
0: Okay. No, 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 it's The 90 degrees one is up in the boxing ring. Oh, okay. He's like a cornfield for the, I believe it like Yeah, and there's there. like a spaceship and it's Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam. Yeah. Uh, ever I thought i get up, uh, but I. I was trying to, oh, what was I gonna say? Nah, that's not important. Um, oh, yeah, R. Kelly just kind of like. He retroactively
1: ruined every boner anyone ever had while listening to. Him. Yeah, everyone is now a sex criminal in the eyes of history. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't know. We were just following the DJ's
0: orders. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was always weird. Like if you ever had uh, like the middle school or high school dance with like the creepy DJ is like. like All right, everybody, get in close. Yeah, he he like
1: graduated from the and don't get within fifty feet of me because I can go to jail.
0: (laughs) Just everyone under eighteen has a
1: legal restraining order against me. Maybe you uh, kids want to buy some weed after the show? (laughs) Get your parents to drop yourselves off at uh, my mom's basement. (laughs) I, uh, no, I I
0: miss I miss that, uh, whole genre of music Cause, like, there the slow was slow dance song? No, the, it, well, yeah, but, like, specifically, like, 90s R&B Because, like, it, it seems like all R&B songs now Are kind of couched in, like Girl, you're, you're the best You don't make me act like an adult You know, it's like, it's yeah. always, like, uh She has low expectations from me Cause she loves me Yeah and then the female version of that comes on, and it's like, I have no expectations for you, because you're special to me.
1: No, well, like, you yeah. treat
0: me good sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like, if you play, like, a middle school dance, like, the lyrics are, like, talking about how, like, he's going to pick the chick up in, like, a whip. And, when, like, you know, in middle school, it's just like, all right, well, I'm going to pick you up in a whip, but, like, my mom's going to be driving, <laughs> so, like...
0: I can legally operate uh, one of those bicycle rickshaws. Yeah, I'm going
1: to pick you up on my rickshaw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember the uh, first date. Uh, I went to go see The Haunting at Tyson's Corner. Oh, geez. Give it up for Tyson's Corner. Uh, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's the exact amount of applause that Tyson's Corner she gave. She gets. just clapped twice and got tired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute, that place sucks. It smells like Cinnabon all the time. No matter where you are. Don't you defend Cinnabon. Alright. Guys, let's not get into this. Let's not defeat the merits of Cinnabon. I haven't had
0: a cigarette in 72 hours, and this is my first
1: drink today, so I'm already pretty cranky. <laughs> How about if I shat on Annie Ann's pretzels? How about that? That's a much less controversial...
0: That one always confused me, because I've ne- like. They have one of those at every mall, but I've never seen anyone in line there.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too, at every airport, It's too. just
0: an international front organization for people who are dealing cocaine yeah. to people who are about to get on a plane. Yeah. The, the CEO is that El Chapo guy in Mexico. <laughs> it's like the duty-free, but for cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of duty. Yeah. Also smells like cinnamon for some reason. (laughs) Cinnamon. It's like it's like uh, every subway. Went to Subway today. I'm not proud of it, but uh, they. It's just the bread smell is ridiculous. It's like what is that? Like it's like you describe to a space alien what fresh baked bread (laughs) smells like. Humans love the smell of bread. Approximately like like this.
1: Don't emulate this, but it's approximately like... It's like, nah, it's good enough. Oh, man, that was a weird riff that took us from Casey and JoJo to Subway. <laughs>
0: it's fertile ground, man. But yeah, so that was a, that was up there, 97 album, called Love Always, and it was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks, meaning it's probably, like, this. it's easily the most popular song we've had on the show so far. Um... <laughs> And no one's like no. Everyone will defend that. Like it's a it's a beautiful uh, expression of romance.
1: Massive slow dance song. Probably second best song of the '90s behind No Scrubs. Oh yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? Probably. Yeah, I've always been a waterfall. Probably guy. wrong.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I forgot to mention, yeah, it was uh, number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks, but it was number one on the uh, most teenage boners during for, like,
1: s- four or five years. Crushing it in the teenage boner metrics. <laughs> that that they, like Their manager tells them about, like, listen, you guys aren't number one yet, but the teenage boners love you. It's like the, the Heat Seekers
0: chart. It's like, you don't know these guys yet. But you're gonna yeah. when teen boners start. <laughs> 13 and old and six six are standing up all over
1: the country. <laughs> and Casey and JoJo, Brian Seacrest, like saying that on the radio. Oh, yeah. oh man, that's still like the the credit that they give when
0: yeah. Casey and JoJo <laughs> plays like a state fair. Yeah. Uh, oh, what did what did it rank? They're, in the,
1: they're, they're making a good living. What did it rank in the UK? Oh I didn't you know what? I didn't I didn't check. They're haters, man. It's always like number two in the UK. Yeah, they like were Kylie Minogue came
0: out with a right. song. <laughs> they were into some fucking uh like Euro trash nonsense. I don't, when I was in I was in London when I was in college for a semester and they were just playing Rihanna everywhere.
1: Yeah, I it was uh, Umbrella
0: by Rihanna, which had just stopped being a huge thing in the yeah. United States before I went there, so I was already sick of it. And I got
1: there and they're like,
0: Hey, it's the best new song you yeah,
1: that's what, that's the best part about traveling abroad to like a third world country is like you're you remember really like this pop culture like how it was eight months ago. All <laughs> right, Let, right, that really tanked. All let's right. let's <laughs> hit this next one.
0: This is gonna be a big mood swing because this song just pisses me off.
1: Cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. This is this is Puff Daddy going mad with power, just being like, you know what, fuck this Led Zeppelin song. I'm just gonna destroy it. And
0: uh, Jimmy Page is <laughs> yeah, yeah. also on this recording. He was like,
1: oh, what do you want to do? Ruin my song? Yeah. Man. Yeah, no. It was just like a, a weird sadistic thing that Puff Daddy did. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna just hit, brutalize your song in front of you. I'm gonna make you play it, Jimmy Page.
0: <laughs> yeah, they like had they like kidnapped his son or something. <laughs> unless you take a shit all over cashmere <laughs> you're in deep with the bookies jimmy page you'll never see
1: little uh, isaiah ever again <laughs> crikey that's not what first people sound like uh so just for context uh this was the like the godzilla soundtrack yeah i said the godzilla from 1997 soundtrack was the only album i owned for about two years <laughs>
0: Yeah, this was, uh, this was off the Godzilla soundtrack. It peaked at 47 on the
1: Billboard Hot 100. I was tapped in, tapped into pop culture, man. Uh, uh, also, on this album, uh, Jamiroquai's Deeper Underground, which I I hate Jamiroquai as an adult. It's, it sounds like music that people with ponytails fuck to. Like that's pretty much
0: Jamiroquai's sound. It's funny you say that because they were number one in ponytail
1: boners. For <laughs> listen, Jamiroquai, you're you're getting destroyed in the teenage boner demographic. The ponytail boners though, they love you. The ponytails. Forty uh... year old fitness instructors love you.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Too close to home. I'm sorry if I made you feel weird about
0: that. Yeah. It just got real quiet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this was from Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, which is. Uh <sighs> I've seen it probably 385 times, just in 10-minute increments
1: on cable. I'm glad to hear that you also have Showtime. By <laughs> <reading this> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, unbelievable. And you also watch it when you come home drunk at two in the morning. Yeah, so, it's on Godzilla. Yeah, fuck it. Or right. when
0: I wake up still drunk at three in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they play it on a 12-hour schedule. <laughs> but so, like, the movie's over. And like th- this plays at the, in the end credits, like the movie ends, and you're like, "Oh, thank God, it's
1: over." And then it's just this comes in, it's like,
0: "Fucking Puff Daddy,
1: what did you do?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're down, and they just like kick you in the testicles while you're down with this song. But
0: this was like,
1: also... yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Also had uh, that Green Day song Nimrod, I think, on it. Dude, I sweated the shit out of this album. I, I, I think I, you know what, the thing that was sad about it too, I think I just played the first four songs, like, in a loop over and over again. I definitely did that, and with, uh, like, just as bad of soundtracks. Like, I could do,
0: um, I mean, like, early 2000s, there were all these new metal artists doing, Ugh. like, original songs and collaborations. Sure. Uh, for, like... Shitty horror and uh, action movies. Oh, we're so, gonna get into that
1: later, crowd. Don't yeah. you worry about it. So
0: I, uh, I had the Queen of the Damned soundtrack. I don't know if you remember that. That was a movie with Aaliyah, and like there were vampires. And I don't. I never saw the movie, but I got the soundtrack because I was like, oh, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park does a collabo with David Draymond
1: from Disturbed on this. I gotta have it. Like and it's just oh shit, <laughs> stained is on this too I gotta buy it oh, yeah. uh, I gotta buy it is that mud vein oh, <laughs> so I totally forgot about mud
0: vein it's the Slipknot rip the mud vein re- re- uh, 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 is directed towards the heart of sadness yeah. town that's. That's
1: right where I live, I also so I just used to play the Godzilla soundtrack while having aim conversations with people that was like <laughs> so it would be like uh it would be like mad I'd be sitting there trying to like think of witty things to put in my aim profile, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I believe my first screen name was Dartfrog eighty, <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I gotta I gotta punch this up a little bit. I'm gonna go with Poppin Fresh six eight six. You know, like the Pillsbury guy. Poppin Fresh. Fresh six eight. What's six eight six? Uh, it was the three-digit part of my phone number after the area code. <laughs> All right. Really makes you think.
0: Uh, for the rest of this show, I'm just gonna f- try and figure out the answers to all of Ryan's
1: security <laughs> quests. So it's not hard. The answer to all of them is Bob and Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird Jungian archetype I've just like attached my shit to. All caps? I'm not gonna reveal that. Okay. <laughs> that, that takes that takes two tries to figure out. Or you reveal too much.
0: Uh, this. So there was like. There was this period in the 90s Where Puff Daddy was basically Like a serious hip-hop weird owl Like he would just like Because sampling is one thing But he was taking entire songs That were already about something And just making them about something else Like he did um, Do you remember uh, Yeah he did uh, I'll, I'll Be Watching You or, or Every Breath You Take by uh, Sting And changed it to be about uh, Biggie's death yeah. Like it was like a tribute Tim, he changed it from I'll be watching
1: you to I'll be missing you. And it's like, how? They just let you do that? Like,
2: uh,
1: you know what? And in a, I think, a, a, a homage to R. Kelly, I think he was also in a cornfield when he uh, sang that. Am I wrong? <laughs> He's like, damn, I believe I can fly videos tight. I gotta just steal that idea. There were so many cornfield
0: music videos. Why was that everyone was, like, this is
1: the it most. It was a cottage industry. <laughs> All those Iowa farmers are like fucking. It's so like corn yeah. to anybody. I got I gotta diversify, man. I'm gonna reach out to some rap artists.
0: Hey farmer Brown, uh, we understand you have some debt issues and Monsanto's suing you. Well, uh Puff Daddy needs a place to uh, be mourn to
1: mourn biggie. Well let me tell you, the Alize does not stop flowing on the Johnson plantation what? <laughs> that was the wrong word choice there, that just shows the importance of diction in life and comedy oh boy, this just keeps going downhill yeah,
0: not this, I mean I think we're doing great right now but started off I'm terrible
1: looking... with the oh we're trying to play a song and there's just silence yeah, yeah,
0: no. I'm just looking at the playlist let's yeah. just do this
1: I don't know, this was in the version that that guy. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Fucking rap rock collaborations, people. You guys remember the Executioners? I know I do. This is It's Going
0: Down by the Executioners, and that's spelled capital X hyphen ecutioners.
2: <laughs> Edgy.
0: It's from their 2002 album Built From Scratch, peaked at 85 on the billboard Hot 100. Uh, This group was originally called X-Men, but then Stan Lee kept threatening to sue them. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh, this recording includes at least two of the members from Lincoln Park, uh, Mike,
1: all- Mike Shinoda and another one. Who cares? It's also in the video. It's got the guitars from another band I love, Static X. Uh, guys yeah. remember that They were we yeah, we playing the straight, the hair that went straight up. Yeah, we were playing a little bit of that before the
0: show actually. Oh but, nice. Yeah, uh, that. Ugh. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, defend yourself. Um. So, rap rock was all the rage in 1999, 2000, uh, and uh, these guys, uh, I think, headlined the hfs Festival, which was like a huge music festival here in D.C. Uh-huh. It's before is WHFS before it got turned into a Latin Wait, music these station guys called were, El Sol? These guys we were headlining. headlining. These guys were headlining. I think so. It, uh, WHFS used to be 99.1. Uh, and it was a rock station that competed with DC 101 And they used to have an, Like a festival That was fun For a bunch of 13 year olds To go to And smoke weed And see uh, breasts For the first time
0: um, But you don't want To get flashed By a girl At an executioner's concert Like I I was at a Nine Inch Nails concert Once where a girl Had her tits out And it was yeah. just like Don't Come on mm. I mean, so I mean, you white. Know, like, it's not like there was like it's it's not
1: like there was like an abundance of tits yeah. that I was seeing as like a twelve year old, thirteen year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm trying to say is, uh, I was thrilled to to see some of the weird tits at yeah. the H Festival. Uh, and I remember, so here's here's the heartbreaking part of the story, because they were headlining, they went on last, and after a long day of. Uh, awkwardly turning down drugs from people i uh my i had to go home because my mom gave me a call and was like you have to come home right now and i missed the executioner set at the hf festival what yeah did you tell her? But
0: mom! I said, but
1: mom, I I, I think that was an argument at one point. I said, but the
0: executioners are about to go when on. Why are you going to ruin it? everything? When, I'm gonna, when <laughs> am I going to get a chance to see these guys again? They're only going to be able to tour for at most two more
1: months before everyone gets sick of them. <laughs> and, then, and then I think on the ride home, so like, you know, uh, I, I spoke to my friends like at school on Monday and they were like, I can't believe you had to leave. And I'm like, you know what? Well, at least I got to see Papa Roach. You know what I mean? At <laughs>
2: least...
1: <laughs> You know, that was pretty cool. At least I got to see Day. You know, they really...
0: And I just really related to that, because I felt like my mom cut my life into pieces, but she didn't <laughs> let me stick around and watch
1: the, this super group. Like, yeah. I think that's like, still the terminology, right? It is. Like, even if it's just, like... Well, but the worst part, you know what sucks about Mike Shinoda, among many things, is if you listen to, like, him rapping in that song, and really any Mike Shinoda song, he's just rapping about how he's rapping. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That song is called It's Going On, yeah, and it's yeah. literally just like, this is happening right yes. now. <laughs> there is a weird through line of autism throughout the whole song. <laughs> like, the dude, like, if you watch the video, like, one, I watched it recently, and the dude... Uh, One of the DJs has a Tim Duncan jersey, which just, that's, nobody reps Tim Duncan. That's a very niche joke. Man. That's us, boring people. but competent. <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah, just. No, you're, you're only one, one of those he's, things. He's a good basketball player, right? It's like, yeah, but he doesn't have any style points, man. You can't rock that jersey. And he's just like, no, I don't, I'm I'm just going to keep <laughs> scratching.
0: I, uh, 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 uh Tommy Acutioner, I- uh, <laughs> I'm going to make I'm going to give Tim Duncan some crossover success with our fans who
1: have never played any sports ever Yeah, I think it's just a product of like Tim Duncan's incompetent like public relations person just like all right, so we made a deal with the executioners they're going to (laughs) wear your jersey in their video we really think this rap metal thing's going to take off (laughs) they've got listen Tim they've got the guitarist from Static X it can't fail man (laughs) He, this is timeless music his hair is straight up vertical that's interesting just the whole metal band with
0: DJs thing and he that braids started- his beard Do you remember, like, there was a Simpsons episode where they did a parody of the, like, they call me Bill, like, the the educational film, the Schoolhouse Rock thing, Uh and at the end he's like, like, the Bill is about beating flag burners, and they ratify it, and at the end he's like, doors open, boys! And a bunch of evil (laughs) Bills run into the Capitol. I feel like Limp Biscuit is that first Bill.
1: (laughs) Like, they're like, yeah, you're getting radio play now, despite this episode. Yo, listen, I can't tell you how popular those red New York Yankees hats were in my school, man. Like this little chub... Because the thing is, like, little chubby kids saw Fred Durst and were like, I can be cool and chubby. Oh, thank you very much, Oh, dude, you're like a psychic, man. Oh, man, I love this bar. (laughs) Thank you, dude. Give it up for your bartender, everybody. I I think that's a weird passive-aggressive way for the bartender to heckle us. You guys need more beer, I think. (laughs) Oh man! They need more funny juice. All right, thank you, man. That's very yeah. Very, that's... You have a big heart,
0: <laughs> but not like an unhealthy size. Not to yeah. like birth defect like. No.
1: Those. You have a biologically healthy large heart, like Secretariat. <laughs> it's an advantage. Well, I think the reason Secretariat's heart was so big was because he was a horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like much larger than the other horses' hearts. There was like a thing where like they were, they cut open a horse in like the twenties. Yeah, and if you think, I mean, what's the secret behind this miracle horse?
0: <laughs> You're no, just horse doing, is doing that so you could do the voice of a '20s horse surgeon. And... <laughs> really? <it> just... Oh <laughs> boy, this <there's, there's> horse! <laughs> I
1: think it's like a regular horse's heart.
0: I'm just doing it for my own edification. <laughs> you
1: know, the other thing is, though, is I apply that voice to every year, like every person that lived before 1980. Uh, do came. you
0: remember back when that execution <laughs> wall came out in
1: 2002? <laughs> Everyone was like, Have you heard
0: these new executioners? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this new Iraq war? Oh, look at
1: the hair on that guitarist. Straight up in the air. Never seen that before.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, yeah, just.
0: I'm so reluctant to even <laughs> Displ- play this next Displacing Ella Elephant- <laughs> Fitzgerald of <the> record charts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the execution It's going down. And even better than that, here's Power
0: Man Five Thousand.
1: Oh. Damn, that was an audible grunt. I know what this is. dude, my face is getting hot. I'm so embarrassed by how bad this music is. This is Nobody's
0: Real by Powerman5000. It's off their 1999 album, Tonight the Stars Revolt. Uh, It was also on the soundtrack of End of Days, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh! That was the last Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: movie uh, before he uh, uh, governated. I think that one also plays after 1997 Godzilla on Showtime. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's the end of days! I've never seen that. It. It's like fighting the devil or something. He dies as like a Christ-like figure. Oh, boy, it's really subtle. It's beautiful filmmaking. Uh, um, yeah. So let me just—they're uh, talking about how nobody's real and everybody's fake. And this is a like a, a metal band that chose a 1950s sci-fi thing. And by the way, the way this lead singer looks—you guys remember the movie? Can't hardly wait. It's, he looks like Seth Green, and like his singing style, he
0: has, he has the like, goggles.
1: He has he's like got, he's got the like goggles, the steampunk aviation goggles. He's got chartreuse hair, and like his his performance style is, it looks like he's constantly being surprised by explosions. <laughs> Just. All the time he's,
0: or, or he's kind of like One of those things Like the men That they put outside Of
1: used car dealerships yeah, Like the yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Latex guy With the fan under him That's what he's doing now Is like It's like Man that guy would be A really good sign spinner
2: <laughs>
1: His hair is just Really uh Distracting He's also Rob Zombie's Little brother Oh I thought it was his cousin No it's their uh Their oh. Their brothers
0: Uh They grew up In suburban Boston And uh-huh. uh the Elder Zombie. Uh, oh, the lead singer from Power Man 5000's name is Spider One, by the way. Born to Carolyn and Gerald Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Carolyn. This is my husband, Gerald. Uh, please meet our sons, uh, Rob and Spider One. <laughs> what do you have to say, Rob? Drag you
1: <laughs> All right, that's normal. <laughs> He uh, he got he, much better soundtracks he, too, uh, but in the Matrix soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I mean he uh,
0: he figured out um, he like Rob Zombie figured out how to make his new metal aesthetic outlive the new metal genre mm-hmm. by making like new metal movies.
1: Yeah,
0: like <laughs> uh, uh, I can't remember the, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses House and, thousand and thousand uh, corpses the Devil's Rejects. Rejects. Devil's Rejects is okay. Saw that in theaters. I don't
1: know. Great story, Ryan. All right, so it? how'd you feel about it when you saw it in theaters? Um, you know, I I just felt numb afterwards, like you do after most uh, movies you see in theaters these days.
0: Oh man, let's get into it. So Hollywood, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, the Power Man fight, dude. I can't tell you how earnestly I love Power Man Five Thousand. I was like, I, this is. This is the future. This is fucking so good. If we could just go back to the beginning so you can hear how
0: this is the future. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Robots, guys. What are those? Those are
1: robot noises. This is a song with robots. Why did this take so long? Like, I was still kind of an aspiring musician at this point in my life. Uh I was like, if I can just be mentioned in the same sentence as Power Man 5000, like, that is... that's success. Well... I'm gonna write
0: a description for this uh,
1: on iTunes, so <laughs> nobody's real. Just <laughs> key on that. Say like Ryan, shut,
0: and David talk about Power Man Five Thousand. Does that count?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, um, so like I used to get um, these like. So I was talking about Guitar World magazine. They used to have like. Um, uh, like mail order merchandise sites, they yeah. only trafficked in like corn T-shirts and like hair dye. Sure, <laughs> and, and it's, it's like, like a hot topic on the internet. It was hot, top, they, in hot in a topic. Magazine. They, hot magazine. Hot topic is. was the super corporation that like killed them. That's how shitty these companies. Hot are. topic was the Walmart of shitty new <laughs> metal. It really was. It was just and, and then it <laughs> turned into a battle between and, uh, hot topic and Spencer's gifts <laughs> 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 it's a little more than shaping malls yeah, all across hi. suburbia.
0: I guess technically hot topic is the target and Spencer's gifts is the Walmart
1: yeah so I that like the closest I ever came to like getting the courage to like call up this company and be like I, I want some hair dye was huh. because of Power Man Five Thousand. Did you ever like try <laughs> and find
0: a place where you could get some steampunk
1: goggles? <laughs> they, I I've I looked. They didn't supply them. They just had posters and T-shirts. Yeah, he always looks prepared to be the pilot of a space zeppelin in the year twenty one seventy five. Yeah. If ever there's like a, a scenario, like a steampunk scenario, he's ready. Yeah, <laughs> he's that specific kind of
0: uh, like doomsday prepper. Yeah, he's just like I'm gonna figure out how. To
1: fly, like, an old-timey, hel- uh, like, pedal-operated <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> like a Zeppelin. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. If the entire world just, for some reason, reverts in a strange way to look like the movie Metropolis... <laughs> I'm gonna be ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah,
0: uh, the... You know, someone needs to bring back the German 1920s version of dystopian future reality. Also,
1: weird detail about the video, uh, like, his... Uh, he was, like, on this pedestal, and he was just connected to hoses for some reason. Wait, like, that's like this song? Power- yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, I looked up the video. I didn't watch all of it. All I... Like, why would you? Why? I, was, like, I, a,
1: I, can't, I can't watch more than 30 seconds of now. The beginning of it, beginning now, like of it was, man. like,
0: a little Asian schoolboy finds a space helmet
1: and puts it on <laughs> and starts shooting lasers at people. Yep. And uh, he gets beat up by bullies, and, uh, like, his mom that looks like a... Uh, was, I did, she just has this like weird nineteen fifties like hair. Like, it's, like beehive hair. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's uh, she's scolding him. I don't know what. She he's like transposing weird. And then he S- kills her with lasers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Then, none of them are real, man. They gotta die so, by the laser.
0: I mean, you gotta pander to the right audience. This song, this music is for disturbed children.
1: It is, which you know, thirteen year old Ryan. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> wow! It actually picked up right where you left off. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so, like, I'm just listening to this music, uh, like in like a Walkman, in like the back of my parents' car, just like kind of like bobbing my head. And they can probably hear all of it. And they're just like, he's played this song like four times in a row. When is he gonna switch? When is he gonna switch to when worlds collide? We want to hear that one. <laughs>
0: There's one line towards the end of this song that I can't figure out what it is, but it's like, you, you're mad to a kite! You know what I'm talking about? It's like, you
1: tie him to a kite! Is that what the line is? No. I hope it is, though. It, he says, all right, I think. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. going fuck you good, all right! Yeah. I wish it was something that, that has, like, a point of view. Yeah. <laughs> You know he's gonna fuck something. Oh man, it's just like
0: it's. I I'm from space and I got angst too. Oh
1: no, I think it's something. that's like you don't know what's real or what's not. All right, you know it's just. Fuck, I just talked right over it. What an asshole. No, please don't rewind. Let's just move let's get into the future, let's like like Power Man Five Thousand. Let's just go straight into the retro future. All right, It's okay. Not all right. Sorry. It's,
0: I still don't know what that was. Uh, damn. Uh, well, okay, let's uh, let's get into the next one. And this one, this was a little more popular, but even worse, just as a
1: fucking. Oh, oh God. So, this is like if Halloween were a band. Just the general concept of Halloween. I'm thinking uh, the movie
0: Halloween 6. If that was a band, that's what this would have been. This is uh, Slipknot, Wait and Bleed, natives of Iowa. Mm. They were really proud of that too. They were. This is off their 99 self-titled album Slipknot. Uh, This received a Grammy nomination for best hard rock, uh, bullshit, and lost
1: out to I don't know Dry Cell or something. So like, this is me as a 13 year old. This is like kind of what I wish like my inner monologue sounded like, you know? So it, like, kind of justify the music I listened to. I wish I was a lot more trouble than I actually was. Okay, thank you. I can't even
0: fucking deal. It's like. It's like every member of the band, and there are like nine of them, by the way. But it's like each one of them is playing a different song at the same time. Yeah. Like you, the drummer doesn't know what the guitarist is doing. The singer—they
1: have three drummers. He's not good at his job. They really do have three drummers. that's not, not even like a quip. It's a real thing. Yeah, they all—they all have individualized masks. Um, they all wear jumpsuits. See, when I
0: find out that there's a third drummer in Slipknot, do you know how shitty I feel about being unemployed right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, you just you should have picked up the bongos, man. They could and it lived in Des Moines. Yeah. Apparently, that's.
0: The, do they Listen, do bongos? Man. I would love it if they had steel drums in their songs. Listen, man, it's like Andada, <laughs> Dusty!
1: It's like the oil fields for djembe drummers. Like you just go there. And just all these drumbe drummers converging on Iowa, dude. Uh, so like they, it was a weird thing. I always felt like because there was nine of them, they were all like kind of like elbowing each other to like get into photographs at the same time. Right.
0: Yeah. The main guy always got to be in the middle, and then yeah. the guy on the edge is always like
1: leaning way in. Yeah. Uh, That's probably why they broke up. They might not have broken up. They probably broke I up. I hope so. Uh,
0: I, this guy's had... Mu- the lead singer's had multiple bands. I know that. Like, do you remember Stone Sour? Oh, Jesus.
1: What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. Like, in the meantime, let me see if I can find it Can I just this, say something, but... too? Uh, all these bands with masks and stuff... Like, it's like a thing where, like... It's like with Kiss, where, like, once they took the makeup off, it's just, like, not interesting anymore, you know? Uh... <laughs> It, it, well, the, the people that did it best were Gore. Gore is still cool. Yeah, I still like. They're Gwar. still
0: doing it. I mean, well, I mean, well, except
1: for the guy that died recently.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure he got
1: buried in his alien makeup. Well, but you know what? He probably had thousands of people show up to his funeral because they're like these people were like they and didn't take themselves seriously. Were, uh, tarps. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> that would be awesome for his funeral. They oh, sprayed people yeah. with blood.
0: I, <laughs> you guys know Gore, right?
1: Hopefully? All right. Because otherwise literally this literally makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> they, you're you're like, not even really sure we're talking about a band. You know what the great thing about Gore is? Is that, like, they were considerate, man. Like, the blood they sprayed you with was, like, it's cold, food-dyed water. Yeah. Like, it was just like, so, like, we care about our fans because they're so hot. Yeah. Just shoving not each like, other for two hours. Not like mayhem. I'm calling you out, you <laughs> 91 Norwegian black metal band. Uh, yeah, ghost blood is too hot. It just does nothing to cool a body.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I just, I have no respect for it. You're grown men. Uh, like they, they go on stage, and I'm sure you guys are, are at least mostly familiar. Like they, they go up and like their. Uh, oh, what's up, Lauren? Hi. We're talking about Slipknot. My roommates here. So. Uh, they, <laughs> they, that's a, that's inaccurate. Uh, so they go up in their fucking, They like prison jumpsuits, and then demon masks uh, like art. they were demons who committed felonies <laughs> like
1: yeah like ah, this is you three strikes you know uh, it's, it's like a haunted forest all got arrested at the same time <laughs> and formed like a prison band
0: I'm not getting reception here I wish I could play some stone sour right now so you could know the true
1: meaning of a stone that's sour. Uh, barcodes were a theme. That's interesting. Oh, what yeah, that was a thing. weird thing,
0: too. So, yeah. like, the, yeah, the, like, they had, like, barcode tattoos. Like, they also, like, their logo. Like, there was a demon holocaust.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Uh, there was, like, a, like, the, I would uh, be up for rounding up all the demons, just all, for the record. All the people that celebrate Halloween year-round. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I, I don't know but if Once we get into like actual human people I'm like, I'd rather just avoid them But if it's like demons from hell who Then yeah, we should
1: totally genocide them You know who would be the Oscar Schindler of that? Fucking Rob Zombie <laughs> If keeps, only I could save more people in masks
0: He just keeps He keeps like getting them jobs On his, uh, like as key grip On his spells and shit I couldn't save the guy in the scream mask I try. I could have saved more drummers from Slipknot. (laughs) So many djembe drummers gone. Uh, The steel drum guy made it. Unfortunately, now we can do calypso death metal.
1: (laughs) Under the sea,
0: (laughs) darling, it's better down where it's wetter. They actually. They were the precursors to the Batman voice, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Christian Bale listened to so much Slipknot <laughs> while
1: preparing for the role. Yeah, he actually, he was the tenth member of Slipknot while he was researching his role as Batman. I feel like it's a thing where, like, Christian Bale was, like, he proposed the idea to Christopher Nolan, and Christopher Nolan was, like, too afraid of Christian Bale to be like, you know what, I don't he's think you could do muscly, that. I was he's not gonna he's muscly, man. He's muscly and tempestuous and fucking, uh, Bustable, and you know, he's like he's like, I, I really think I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw uh, some elements uh, for, the, for the character from Slipknot, and he's like, I, please don't strangle me when we're filming, all right? It's fine. Where <laughs> is he?
0: I think this is a good way to get that Ozbest crowd into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's still Mark. Where's Rachel? And everyone's like,
1: that's my jam.
0: Alfred.
1: Alfred. <laughs> that could be a great sample for a rap metal song.
0: <laughs> I would be very surprised if at this point there isn't like one metal band that has a song that like they love using movie samples to yeah. open their. In fact, speaking of Christian Bale, I used to be in a band, or I used to be in, uh, I used to be into a band called Children of Bodom, which was a Finnish death metal band, mm-hmm. and they opened one of their songs with uh, the monologue from the end of American Psycho. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like I. uh... My pain is constant and sharp, and I do not wish for a better world for anyone. In fact, I wish only to inflict my pain upon the rest of the world. I want no one to escape. And then it's just like double kick pedals. And this was a band that uh, also, uh, I don't want to give away too much because I'm probably opening a future show with them, but it it was like death metal mixed with like
1: 90s Sega video game soundtracks. Wait a second, you're opening for this finished death metal band? Oh, no, but if I could oh, get wait, them oh, on this show. Yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be incredible. I'm opening for Children of Bodom and Stone Sour.
1: Listen, David. At Dave. the 6th and I Historic Synagogue. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, David, I-, I know you've got a closer uh, prepared, but could you just, like, kill this goat before uh, we go on stage? All right, that's my time, and now let's <laughs> kill yeah. a goat, and... I think they're just angry because they're somehow less famous than, like, the furniture company that's based in their country. Uh, no, that's
0: sweet. Wait, did you just, yeah, what? Is that Henry Ikea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: They, they furnished all of our sad hovels of apartments. Yeah, you tried to open a beer on a piece right. of IKEA Sad furniture. Hovel was another one of my favorite new metal bands. <laughs> and one? Sad Hovel. You ever listen to them? <laughs> That's pretty solid. We should just pitch out names for fucking metal bands. Yeah, we could. We could probably get a lot out of uh, them. Goat. Uh, intestines.
0: There was a. There. Uh, is, oh man. There was, like, a thing floating around online for a while that was, like, uh, names of bands that uh, Clear Channel has banned anyone from saying on the radio. Mm -hmm. And one of them was Goat Whore.
2: <laughs> and that was so intriguing to me,
0: because it's like, does the goat accept money for sex, yeah. or th- like, does it's it just an entrepreneurial goat? Does man. it have a goat pimp that like beats it if it doesn't? Uh, does it pay up? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Or is someone just like, yeah, give the goat some barley? I don't know. And then it'll fuck it. Or a can. Or is I love just- cans? Someone and like, like uh, fish skeletons. Someone that'll do anything to hang out with goats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the it's like a uh, yeah, it's like the goat equivalent of a fag hag. It's mm-hmm. like a, a goat whore. Yeah.
1: I think we've thoroughly deconstructed this idea.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Think we I feel out. I feel really <laughs> grossed out with myself for just saying fag hag out loud. I hate that.
1: <laughs> don't think about it, man. Play uh, play some uh, whatever garbage I listened to when I was thirteen. <laughs> oh, this is real quiet.
2: <laughs>
1: speaking oh, of miss- witchcraft. Speaking of weird drums. Another, uh, another metal band whose members are from suburban Boston. Yo, Boston, most overrated fucking city in America. Yeah. I hate that place. Yeah. Uh, needs um, some humility. I don't know. All right, I've nice never been right. there.
0: I'm just confident that there's nothing that they produce that outweighs Godsmack. I mean, this yeah. band is... So this is Godsmack. The song's called Voodoo. It's off their 1998 album, uh, Godsmack. Um, it checked in at number six on the Billboard mod- Modern Rock char- tracks. Modern Rock tracks. Uh, and I don't know. I know this and every other Godsmack mostly from... Like, I was into this band for a little bit, but I think I was into it more... To like
1: be a guy who was into Godsmack, then I actually enjoyed their music. You wanted to look like a guy that maybe had a tribal tattoo.
0: Yeah, like I wanted to. Yeah, I. I mean, like I looked like
1: this even then. So I'm uh, in retrospect pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Your body's total displacement since you were 13 is zero.
0: Also, Godsmack had that cool logo that was like a sun with like the like tribal tattoo. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um. I know multiple people who got Godsmack tattoos. Oh, fuck. Which, like, it's still a cool uh, symbol, sort of, but it's like, you have to address, like, yeah, that's, that's Godsmack.
1: They, dude, they're gonna have to explain Everyone that. associates that shit with Godsmack. Like, they're gonna have to explain that for the rest of their life. That's like somebody, I mean, it's not, you know what? That's worse than somebody getting, like, a monkey's tattoo, like, back in, like, the 60s. Yeah. So, it's, like it's the monkeys. At least
0: everyone still knows who the monkeys are. Yeah. Godsmack. No one knows who the fuck Godsmack <laughs> is anymore. No. Like, they, what have they been doing? It's like, oh, yeah, from the army recruitment commercials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, that's the most counterculture thing, is to do music for an army recruitment commercial.
1: Oh, man, it's that band where the lead singer's name was Sully, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, yeah! Like, gonna blow up brown people! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man,
0: you know what? They probably are super don't, popular. Don't yeah. awe that. I'm not in favor of it either. I'm like...
1: Mm. That probably, Sadness probably,
0: Town is an anti-war podcast. I'll put that in the, <laughs> the charter if I need to. <laughs>
1: Despite the dispor- disproportionate amount of Godsmack that we play, there's probably a little three doors down. I'm it. just
0: saying, they're not trying to attract good people to the <laughs> army by playing
1: Godsmack in the commercial. Do you have a lot of misplaced
0: rage? Join the infantry! Do you wish people would, quote, get away from me!
1: Have you ever been kicked
0: out of a music venue? Then join the army! Do you pretend to be interested in witchcraft so that pale girls will wanna fuck you?
1: Do you voodoo? Join the army! (laughs) Do, yo, vo. <laughs> we should just cut to that part of the song. This is... that's, the, that's the bridge, by the way.
0: Yeah, they have one of those bridges that consists only of repeating the title of the song. Vo, do. Remember that system of the down song where they just keep going,
1: Chop Away! Solid. Ah, shit, no! Oh no. That was the there worst thing that could possibly have happened. We can't go back in time on these songs. This is a much
0: better version of this actually.
1: You have to serpentine when you sing this song. Oh.
0: This uh I
1: watched this video. It's really video. conveying in the podcast right now.
0: I watched this video, they're also recorded they're playing in a field in this in this music. A yeah. Field? yeah.
1: There's like a point. It might be like, Man, I'm not sure. Rap is over. We gotta switch over to this fucking weird uh. Listen, place.
0: Farmer Brown, I know you've had lots of unsavory types coming around your farm lately. <laughs> since you signed this contract with Roadrunner Records.
2: <laughs>
0: Godsmack needs a witchy looking place. And we decided that a cornfield was the spookiest place for a terrible band. So far away.
1: Just that song says agrarian landscape to me. It does. I think there's probably like someone that swallowed flame at some point in the video. There's like somebody, some woman playing with like a snake. Yeah, that's Uh, right. Actually,
0: they, uh, I can't remember her name, but they got, uh, there's like a a witchcraft icon who actually like lives in Salem because of the fucking
1: um, lamest thing I've ever heard. Yeah,
0: but, like, she's, like, an, she's like a nationally <laughs> recognized, like, uh, Wiccan... Yeah. Uh,
1: Dude, d- like, the late the 90s cause... and early aughts just make you vomit in your <laughs> mouth. Like, there's the whole... <laughs> they made me was vomit out in. of my mouth. Yeah. Like, Salem makes me... Yeah. It's the only town in New England worse than Boston, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, they they just started off bad and were never able to recover. Yeah, it just all, just all the mediocrity of the Northeast well, just converges on Boston. Well, it's like uh, Boston is like is like very famously racist,
0: and Salem was like, well, yeah. I mean, the sexist equivalent. Well, yeah, they're like yeah. they're like we don't have black people, so we can't do that. But what it, about women?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's oppress that <laughs> to, to foster a sense of community. She just applied for a job here. She's a
0: witch. Yeah. Get her.
1: And then, uh, you know... <laughs> or,
0: she's a witch! Pay her 20% less!
1: It's a weird idea to, like, try and crush a man with stones. That's a that, That's a product of, like, some very bored, isolated people. Oh, yeah, before television,
0: they just came up with interesting ways to kill people. Uh, did, I don't know if you guys have any idea what we're talking about, but, like, when, when they, uh... Salem uh, Witch Trials, uh, Arthur Miller, uh, the, um... Uh, he, he orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, it was Arthur Miller. Uh, and somehow, that, that was Marilyn why, Monroe. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe uh, found out and killed herself. That was what really happened. That mm-hmm. he was in
1: charge of the Salem witch trials. But yeah, they had a lot of creative ways for getting rid of witches. Has anybody posited a, a Kennedy killing Marilyn Monroe theory?
0: <laughs>
1: I thought someone must have. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a you know, I feel like that's an overlooked tryst. It's not over at all. Man.
0: This is going to be a whole other podcast. <laughs>
1: Just us speculating I mean, on potential conspiracy theories? I
0: haven't thought of that before. I do have this theory that Marilyn Monroe did 9 11. <laughs> and we're two for two on Sadness Town mentioning 9 11. Take a shot, everyone. Yeah, buy me shots, everyone. <laughs> We got one song left, uh, it's kind of a change of pace, and I think you're all gonna enjoy it. I'm
1: not even mad at this one. That spectacular taste. Here we go. I bet you guys all you forgot about Chingy, didn't you? <laughs> Frightened infringement. The song.
0: This is Holiday Inn by Chingy, off his 2003 album Jackpot, peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Features Snoop Dogg and Ludacris, or as some people apparently call him, Mr. Wiggles. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this one I mostly remember for high school dances as well. Um, this was... Like, I would bet that some people fucked in the middle of a high school gymnasium to this song. Oh,
1: no doubt. Casey and Jojo, too. I mean, let's not...
0: Probably, but that was much them more sure.
1: tender sex. Probably. This was, uh... Right. This, this is, like, very bouncy sex. I... Uh, this was the follow-up to,
0: uh, Chingy's smash hit, Right There," uh, which is... I thought it was a little overrated. Me too, song. you know, I just, uh... Whereas this song was... People just- have enough trouble with, like, there, there, and there. I didn't want there to be another... You know, like, like, yeah. Another spelling. Of, yeah, of yeah. It's theory. like it's already confusing enough. Yeah. It's like if he had a song is like I want to put it in Yourn pussy like or like I don't know or you know something that's the equivalent in terms of emotional maturity. Yeah. Or
1: you're just like you read like an email later and just like uh, they went over to the pool over there. Yeah.
0: I I just I always had a problem with this song because like even in high school I was like why is he bragging about the Holiday Inn? It's a hotel party, <laughs> I guess. It's like you're making it happen at the Super A.
1: Got my dick wet. It's really great, dude. You know he probably had to fend off like uh, an offer from Motel Six.
0: <laughs> and they, they would have made him work like.
1: Like into the... yeah. We promise we haven't had anybody drown in the pool recently. <laughs> we'll leave the light on, that's a guarantee. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So, you know, he probably, uh, he like approached, uh... Making uh, it
0: happen at Courtyard by Marriott. They got a gym. Options for a long-term <laughs> stay. It's like six weeks if you're on a (laughs) short-term contract or (laughs) something. Girl, I'm staying in a nice hotel.
1: Oh, how nice is it?
0: Oh, it's so nice. They charge extra money for Wi-Fi in this bitch. (laughs) I, uh, like a red roof. I hate it when hotels do that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of others that are like on par with Holiday
1: Inn, but don't end within. Like we Hampton really like, Inn. Uh, no, nope, um, we really like Pizza Hut's marketing strategy with the whole identifiable roof thing. Let's turn that into a hotel chain. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Response I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. This seems like a
0: risky marketing idea. Uh, no, I uh, just. Hmm.
1: Those were the times, right? But this was like he. The that, that speaks to the fact that he was able to somehow trick Snoop Dogg into being on the track. Either Snoop Dogg was going through some financial problems. What do you mean trick Snoop Dogg? Like
0: that guy will do whatever the fuck you want. Like if you just a track about hot pockets. If you try, if, like, yeah. if you meant you're thinking of Jim Gaffigan, but like if he, if you catch him when he's, like, any time he's not busy, and it's like, I have a track about how I'm ludicrous, but they call me Mr. Wiggles. Like, yeah. they, it's like, I'm in. I awesome. Snoop Dogg's
1: just too nice of a guy. Like, he just can't say no to people.
0: He doesn't, like, it's not like he wants to say
1: no to people. Yeah. It's not like...
0: He's like, what do I got to do? And she's like, well, just talk in your kind of distinctive register for like a
1: little bit. Yeah, Do one verse that may or may not have anything to do with the rest of this song. I would like to hear about your business offer to protect myself from identity theft, telemarketer. <laughs> no, Snoop, what are you doing? <laughs> to be yeah, on just, the phone for hours. He just
0: yes <laughs> yeses everybody. He's, uh, he's like a he's like a UCB type. That Snoop Dogg. Dude, that would
1: be amazing if Snoop Dogg would just kind of drop in a UCB and just crush an improv set. I mean, I've been trying to get him to do this
0: podcast. I just haven't been able to get a hold of him. You, yet. you just can't get
1: past the like the fucking offensive lineman he has around him to like block ideas. <laughs> he's just
0: yeah, he's got he's got an entourage. But I'm just trying to you know. I just, Hey, uh, Snoop, you want to... I have a podcast called I'm In. Like, if you <laughs> yeah. just get one-on-one with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of... It's like a... Say, like, I'll bet I could get Jimmy... Like, at this point, I'm going to try and get Jimmy Page to be a guest on my podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to Because if you would something. do that fucking Puff Daddy song mm-hmm. for the Godzilla 90... Like, wasn't it called Godzilla 2000 or something, like, when they marketed it? Yeah. It's not important. But Matthew Broderick was there as a worm scientist... Uh, but, like, if, if he would do that, I mean, I can't give him millions of dollars, but...
1: You have to, uh, kidnap his son, Isaiah. Right, Yeah, I and, forgot uh, that it was Isaiah mm-hmm.
0: that we established in this reality. He, Lauren, let me catch you up. Uh, Puff Daddy, in 97, kidnapped uh, Jimmy Page's son to get him to record a Godzilla soundtrack song for him. So, all right, all caught up. So... <laughs> Um will do anything
1: for that little boy even though he's just a liability yeah he keeps drawing him into questionable collaborations keeps walking down dark alleys I'm surprised Mike Shinoda didn't catch on to that and just like kidnap Jimmy Page's uh, son I wonder what he's doing right now Jimmy Page or Mike Shinoda? Yeah, I don't care what
0: Jimmy Page is doing. He's probably just being old. Yeah. He's like reading to his grandkids or something.
1: Mike Shinoda's probably say his children. Yeah. Mike Shinoda's probably writing rap verses about how he's writing rap verses. <laughs> it's like it's, it's just like an inception of garbage.
0: <laughs> I I like the idea that that like it's like uh it's like on the road where he's just got one typewriter with just like one scroll coming out of it yeah. it's just like I've written executioner songs for the next twenty years while fucked up on Ben's dream. I just need someone to reopen Roadrunner Records. <laughs> They're my go-to. If you if you don't know what that is, look it up. But Roadrunner Records was responsible for about five eighths of the show tonight. Um, I owe them a debt of gratitude. So uh, I, we're we're kind of winding down. Ryan, do you have anything to plug?
1: Um. Uh, come to, um, I'm starting a show at Lola's Whiskey's every Monday. Uh, it's on the 8th Street Corridor, um, starting June 16th, starting at 7.30. And then also, uh, beer for dinner here at this very bar, 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays. That's it.
0: Okay. Uh, and you guys, this, uh, this podcast is available online. You can find me at davidtwighty.com. If you want to send something to our mailbag, if you have a song suggestion or a fun story about terrible music, or if you're a member of Godsmack and you want to call me a faggot, you can hit me <laughs> at David Sadness Town. Uh, at gmail.com. Oh, man, uh, give it up for our, my guest, Ryan Shutt, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very patient. Uh, everybody hug. I'm serious. Do it. That's our show. Remember, nothing is ever going to be okay. Good night, everybody. Everybody hug, everybody.